Welcome back to the Straight Up Sports Talk podcast. Once again, coming to you from a remote location rather than Muncie due to the coronavirus has basically shut Ball State and many other campuses down around the nation. Um, joined as always by Sam Spillman. He's on the phone once again, coming to you from his house in Franklin, right? Or, or somewhere around there? Yes, Franklin. Alright, coming to you from Franklin, and I'm coming to you from Lisbon. So we got all pretty much all areas of uh, Indianapolis covered, at least the west and the south side, but that's not going to stop us from recording a podcast today. Hoping the audio is sounding okay. Uh, it sounded like it went pretty well for the first one. You tuned into that one. That one was released on Monday, but obviously a lot has happened since then, and uh, we're here to talk about it today. The biggest thing is, uh, since today, I mean, obviously we're going to be talking about the Colts and their free agency moves, and I think tomorrow we'll kind of come on it and talk about the overall free agent market because Tom Brady is expected to sign today when the free agency window opens at 4 p.m., Expected to sign with the Bucks, but Sam, how has your uh, week been so far since we last recorded on Monday? Well, I think it's safe to say it's been a little chaotic considering the coronavirus, what happened in free agency yesterday. It's there's just a lot of stuff that's going on, and it's a lot to take in in a, a week. It definitely is. It is kind of crazy, um, you know. And uh, I sent out a tweet yesterday on our. Uh, straight up sports talk Twitter account. If you don't follow us there, it's at sports talk at six on Twitter. Just search straight up sports talk and you'll find us. Um, and I, I sent out a tweet and I said, just to recap what has happened since last Tuesday, all major sporting events have been postponed. March Madness was canceled. The Masters has been postponed. The Kentucky Derby has been postponed. Tom Brady leaves the Patriots, and you know that's just getting started. I'm sure I missed some things there, but. Uh, you know, definitely a lot has happened, and I mean, we knew the day was going to come for Tom Brady to leave the Patriots. I mean, obviously, the Patriots expressed interest that they didn't really want to keep him. As much as they'll come out and say that they did, um, I don't really think they did, because if they did, they would have offered him something by now, and they didn't. So Brady says, well, if you can't decide by now, then I'll leave, and that's what he did. But anyways, our focus today is on another quarterback. And that is the new quarterback for the Indianapolis Colts and Phillip Rivers. Uh, the 38-year-old signed with the Colts or is expected to sign with the Colts when the free agency window opens up here um, today at 4 p.m. But uh, supposed to be worth $23 million. Just a one-year deal, Sam. I want to get your initial reactions. I mean, when you saw this come across your phone yesterday, what, I mean, what was your you know, initial reactions as to, okay, I mean, what was your initial reaction to seeing Phillip Rivers coming to Indianapolis? reactions to this originally I thought it was going to be a multi-year deal which I did not want considering Philip Rivers is getting up there in age I would say uh, I, I thought the 25 million dollars was a lot for one year especially for Philip Rivers I, I don't like this because Philip Rivers isn't a playoff winning quarterback he's five and six in the playoffs overall in his career I if we're trying to win now the so you don't I mean the Colts were seven and nine last season. I mean, are they more 
than that next season. I mean, with Phillip Rivers, it's hard to tell now because you still have the draft and the rest of free agency and seeing what they do. But, I mean, the Colts have already, you know, they, they spent money. I mean, they went out and got DeForest Buckner, uh, the t- defensive tackle from the 49ers, who was just amazing last season. And, I mean, I think that addition alone, I mean, takes the value of the Colts up a lot. Um, now, you did give up your 13th overall pick, but I honestly don't mind the logic of that and what Chris Ballard was thinking there, thinking that, okay, the guy that we're going to get at 13, we can maybe get in a second-round pick. Um, and so I think that, you know, he saw that, and you know what you're getting in DeForest Buckner. You don't necessarily know what you're getting in the draft. Buckner has, you know, proved himself, so to speak, um, especially last season and what he can do. So I honestly don't mind uh, that acquisition. In terms of the Phillip Rivers side, Sam, I honestly, I haven't really decided if I like it or not. Initially, I mean, I don't mind it, I guess. I necessarily am not, you know, super excited for the season to start now. But, you know, I'm, I feel better than, than I did uh, knowing that, if we're going into the season with Jacoby Brissett. Um, I, I think that he's, obviously he's better than Jacoby Brissett. He has a lot more experience. Um, you know, if you take out, you know, 2019 and 2017 in, in Los Angeles, um, or really just 2019, he's been pretty successful over the past three seasons. I mean, 12-4, and 9-7 and in 2018 and 2017, respectively. He didn't want to be in Los Angeles anymore. That was made very clear, but... Honestly, Sam, I don't mind this, and I think the Colts did get better with him. A couple of reasons for that, we have a very strong offensive line, especially with the, the re-signing of Anthony Costanzo. Our wide receivers, very good. I mean, you're going to have T.Y. Hilton and many others, Jack Doyle, to throw to next season. you got a lot of weapons, and I think, you know, that's what he needed, and that's what he didn't really have in, in Los Angeles. Well, I will say I was – considering we have the number the second round the number two pick in the second round pick so considering if Chris Ballard sees a quarterback he wants but will fall later now that could be a person he could draft for the future if they're still available we have the second round 12th overall pick which I think we could draft like a wide receiver add to our wide receiver core considering I think Devin Punches is a free agent free agent if I'm not mistaken I think and you're right, yeah. We, yeah. We, yeah, so we could use that pick to bolster our wideouts, which besides T.Y., Jack Doyle, since we let Eric Ebron go, we don't have too many weapons, so getting someone in the draft is left a key for Phil Rivers, considering he's, he's toward the latter end of his career and whoever we decide to probably draft or whether we don't draft and go with Jacoby Brissett for a future. Yeah, I mean, there's not – it's when you compare Rivers to Brissett, it's it it could kind of be like comparing apples to oranges. I mean, Brissett obviously the more mobile quarterback, the guy who can get out of the pocket and, and run if need be. Rivers really probably is not going to do that. Um, so I mean, compared to Brissett, is that an upgrade for you in terms of quarterback position? I I would say it's an upgrade in terms of regular season success because I think Rivers is an excellent regular season quarterback but when it comes to postseason he's just not the guy you want to get to the Super Bowl now what I like about the one year deal is we can go through the experiment go through Phil Rivers see what we like it either re-sign him 
or go to the the franchise, go to our next uh, franchise quarterback, whether that's drafting, whether we're going to keep Jacoby Brissett. Yeah, um, when you look at, at Rivers, too, um, in terms of uh, kind of some unique stats, he uh, has 27 comebacks in his career and 32 game-winning drives. Um, so, I mean, I think, you know, Rivers, obviously an experienced veteran. He's a guy who can get to the line of scrimmage and call out the protection, something that Jacoby Brissett really had a hard time with last season, in my opinion. Um, and I think Rivers, you know, has the edge over him in that regard. You know, we have a strong offensive line, which Los Angeles really didn't. Um, and besides the fact that Rivers didn't really even want to be in Los Angeles. So I think that, you know, Rivers is, is a guy you bring in for one year. I mean, he's a one-year deal guy. If you can bring him in and, and get to 10-6 and six like you were two years ago and make the playoffs and, you know, win a playoff game, I think – you know, that satisfies the hunger in Colts fans like uh, you and myself. It satisfies that hunger that we've been missing and that we were disappointed in last season, um, you know, with the high expectations going in. I know my opinion on this, Sam. I want to ask you before I answer this. Uh, I mean, are the Colts looking to draft a quarterback now in the draft to what sit behind an experienced veteran in Phillip Rivers for a year and then, hey, you're the guy after next year? Well, I wouldn't say so just because of the fact that Philip Rivers only has a year. But don't, not to mention, until they trade Jacoby Brissett, they still have him. So that person can learn from both Philip Rivers and Jacoby Brissett, which I think is both a positive. Even though Jacoby Brissett's not the best quarterback, he's still an experienced quarterback that has has some kind of teachable moments. He was with New England, and now he's with Colts. So he's definitely got some things to teach. So... I think this is the year to do it. We have two second-round picks. We can spend that high second-round pick on a quarterback that falls to us. But I think we'll be in good shape for now and towards the future. Yeah, and when, when you look at what the, what the Colts are going to have to do next season, the AFC South is going to be tough um, in terms of the Titans. The Texans, eh, I, I don't know. I mean, mm -hmm. they're trading away players like, you know, they have them to spend and they really don't. So, I mean – is this a team, you know, they're going to have to beat the Titans twice a year. They're going to face them twice a year. Um, it's going to be tough. I think, you know, in my opinion, they will draft that quarterback, like you mentioned, um, in the draft, and it might be a Jordan Love is, is what a lot of uh, fingers are pointing to if he's still available at that second round. I don't know if he will be, but I think the Colts will take the best available quarterback uh, with that second-round pick. Um, you mentioned that, you know, they picked second in the second round, um, so that's what I think they'll do. Sit behind Rivers for a year. Brissett is probably going to be traded just because of the fact, you know, the Colts are never going to carry three quarterbacks on a roster. And would you rather have Brissett, who would basically be a lame duck quarterback? You know, he's not going to be the quarterback of the future. That, you know, you didn't bring in Phillip Rivers to for Brissett to sit behind him for a year and then Brissett take back over. That just doesn't happen. So I think you're going to trade Jacoby Brissett, and I think it will be soon. I don't know to what team, but you're going to trade him to get more capital maybe in the draft because you're going to need those draft picks. And I think that's what Chris Ballard is thinking. You know, maybe if you can bring in a wide receiver on a trade or something like that, maybe, um, or maybe a defensive player even. But I think Brissett will be traded in the near future. You're going to bring in a quarterback in the draft. He's going to sit behind Rivers for a year. Then he's going to be handed the keys unless Rivers has some stellar season and, and the Colts give him another year. 
But uh, Grant, so I was I had this thought this morning. Do you think uh, Chris Ballard is having kind of doing all these deals now, which he previously have just like shied away from using big money because he's kind of scared of getting fired this year? This seems like a make it or break it year, and he's making all these moves to kind of secure his job. Well, it is a make it or break it year for Chris Ballard. It really is. I mean, he's missed the playoffs. What I think he's been here four years. He missed the playoffs three three times out of those four years. Um, we're kind of giving a pass for this year, kind of like a half pass, I guess. Um, we weren't happy about seven and nine. Nobody ever is. Um, but I mean, the way we started the season and the way we finished the season, obviously, were two polar opposites. But yes, this is a make it or break it year for Chris Ballard. If he does not make the playoffs, he is probably gone. Um, and I think he knows that. He's never really spent a lot of money in free agency, and now is his time to. We have, what, the second or third most available cap space in the league. So he's never really spent that money. Um, and I thought he was going to last offseason. He didn't really. I mean, we brought in, what, Devin Funches and a couple other guys um, and Justin Houston, but um, that's the other guy I was thinking of. But. This year, I mean, he went out and he spent $25 million on Philip Rivers, and he spent whatever, I think Buckner's getting $33 million a year for, I don't, I don't remember, how, how long was that deal? Was that like three or four years? I, I think it was three or four, I'm not sure. Yeah, uh, somewhere around in there. But, um, you know, this is a make it or break it year for him. If he doesn't make the playoffs, he's probably gone. And I think he realizes that. Okay, now we have a steady quarterback in there at Phillip Rivers. Um, our defense just got a lot stronger with the addition of DeForest Buckner. So, you know, I think that, um, that yeah, I think Chris Ballard is ready to win this, this season. And I think Colts fans should be excited because, you know, I think that fire has kind of lit, been lit under the butt of Chris Ballard. And he knows, hey, I'm on the hot seat. My time is ticking. And the fans aren't going to like a seven and nine season again. Um, I mean, ten and six is what you have to be. I mean, minimum ten and six next year, and you know that requires a fantastic draft class and a fantastic free agency. It's already off to a great start, and I know fans. I, I've seen mixed reactions of Philip Rivers on the internet. I mean, fans are you know a lot of fans are not happy from what I've seen. Some fans, you know, they don't mind it. It's kind of a wait it out and see, but. Like you mentioned earlier, Sam, Phillip Rivers is not a get-you-to-the-Super-Bowl quarterback. The Colts aren't trying to get to the Super Bowl next year. He is a, you know, I'm going to come out and play and probably get you to the playoffs more times than not. Um, and so I think, you know, that's what kind of Chris Ballard realized is if he can get, you know, next year with Rivers, if he can get to the playoffs, kind of ease the mind of Colts fans, if he, you know, we have a young quarterback that we're going to bring in the following season, then he will, you know, be better in terms of, of connotation when fans talk about him as a general manager. So I think, you know, Chris Ballard is, is on the hot seat, and I think that this year is going to, you know, make it or break it year for him. Yeah, and I think it'll be interesting to see what the Colts do in the draft because we just added um, – DeForest Buckner on that defense line gives us a big upgrade on that defense line. We got Phil Rivers, so we will probably still draft a quarterback 
we'll probably need a wide receiver, but it's going to be like interesting what Chris Ballard sees as our needs, considering we got a defensive line upgrade for yeah. quarterback for one year. And Grant, what do you what do you do you think will be the In terms of draft and what they need to do in the draft, sorry, you cut out a little bit there, John. Did we lose you, Sam? All right, I think we lost Sam here, but I'll keep going. I think he was um, asking me what the Colts need to need to do in terms of draft, and I think it's offense. Um, you know. You can't, in terms of building a defense where you draft, that doesn't really happen in terms of like cornerback and the positions that, um, what what the Colts need to do in, in terms of being successful. I think you find that free agent. Sam, are you back? Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you now. Okay, I thought we lost you for a second. Okay. All right, I think before we lost you, you were talking about what the Colts need to do in the draft and asking me what I think position-wise is, is what is that, was that correct? Yes. All right. I mean, in terms of position, I don't know. I think dra drafting a wide receiver is hard um, because you see what they did in college and, you know, how much was that reliant on the quarterback? How much was that reliant on, you know, the offense that was there? But I think with Phillip Rivers, that gives you a little more leeway, and I think you will see the Colts draft another quarterback. I mean, obviously, Paris Campbell was a flop, um, and, you know, I think that, that the Colts will go offense. I, I don't know in, in terms of defense, maybe another linebacker, possibly a DB, but, you know, I just pulled up. The, the Colts had $86 million in, in cap room this season, and, and that was second most in the league. Um, and they've spent, you know, nearly fifty million of it already. So, I like what the Colts are doing in terms of spending. Sam, uh, you know, what what is your opinion on the draft, and what do you think the Colts will potentially do come come April and about a month from now? Yeah, I I see as I as you mentioned, the wide receiver is definitely a need. I mean, uh, defense is always you always need to upgrade your defense, whether it's getting long term future or whatnot. I think one position we could take a look at is tight end, considering we have Jack Doyle as our number one. And I like him as a solid when we need him to fill him in, kind of a backup tight end. But I think we need to find a tight end of the future, a guy that's like 6'5", 6'6", that can be ball dominant like Eric Ebron was. I think we'll be set up for Philip Rivers this year and for the future. I... I don't know. I think I think Jack Doyle is a starting tight end, in my opinion. I mean, he has been so solid for the Colts. I mean, he is there when you need him to be. I mean, he, he never really misses a beat. 2018, he missed some time with an injury. But other than that, I mean, he started all 16 games last season. He had 43 receptions um, for 448 yards and 29 touchdowns. But the stat that stands out to me is uh, he averages – he, last year, he averaged 10.4 yards per reception. The year before that, it was 9.4. A year before that, it was 8.6. And on his career, he averages 9 yards per reception. So he's pretty much getting you a first down every time he catches the ball. I like Jack Doyle as a starting tight end, and I like him. I think you're going to see, and I don't want to compare this, um, but I, I'm going to. Um, 
and I sorry to sound like Booger McFarland on Monday Night Football there, Sam, but <laughs> the he's kind of it. I think Rivers and Doyle can kind of be like a Jason Witten and Tony Romo kind of combination. He's that safety blanket when you need him. He's there. You're not going to take big shots with him, but if you need to get a first down, you're probably going to Jack Doyle. And I think with Doyle and Rivers, if they can get on the same page, I think that's going to be a deadly combination. But was it because of the offensive system, because they have also Eric Ebron in the system, that he was effective? Or do you think he should be the standalone guy like a Antonio Gates, like a Jason Witten? I mean, he's going to need a supporting cast. I mean, you don't expect him to play every down, but he could be a standalone guy. Um, but I think you're going to see, you know, you know, Mo Ali Cox has been solid when we need him. So I think somebody like that. I don't think you're going to. I like the I like the combination of Eric Ebron. I mean, last year he he had kind of a, a bad year and kind of reminded us of Detroit um, when he was there. But you know, I don't think you need a, a big guy like Eric Ebron. I think you just need like a Mo Ali Cox, a guy who you know is not you know the best, but not the worst. And, and when you need him, he, he can be there. Yeah, I would I I would just disagree, just because we need to upgrade all like the weapons as much as we can because T.Y. Hilton and Pasco is really the only two big names and then you have Jack Go in there. But I think Philip Rivers and whoever we draft for the future, we need some big time guys who just make plays. And I think by upgrading, uh, by getting another wide receiver, by getting a tight end, it just helps the, the Colts for in the future. I agree. I mean, I, I said this. Uh, last offseason that the Colts needed, and I think I said this throughout the season, that they needed another guy in there besides T.Y. Hilton. T.Y. Hilton is, you know, he is a stud wide receiver. He is very good. But you got to have that other complimentary guy. I mean, when you look at New England, uh, Julian Edelman had Danny Amendola for a while. you got to have that other guy. Uh, Mike Evans has Chris Godwin. T.Y. Hilton has Zach Pascal and that's not – I mean, Pascal, granted, he made a name for himself last season, and he was really, really good um, last season. He kind of had a breakout year, but you need that other guy. Like, And I know Stephon Diggs is already going to, to the Bills or wherever he's going, um, but you need a guy like him. Like, you know, you need another superstar wide receiver to pair up with T.Y. Hill. Yeah, considering the fact that the Texans gave up D-Hop for nothing, it seems like franchise – Wide receivers just are coming at it cheap, and why not spend the like the trade assets of like an AJ Green to pair up with Ty Hilton? I think that'll do immensely to upgrade the wide receiver position for the Colts. Yeah, it would obviously Green's already been franchise tagged, but when you look at the Browns, right? I mean, they could afford to trade us like a Jarvis Landry. I don't think an Odell Beckham would be good for for morale around the. Uh, uh, Colts complex, but maybe like a, um, I don't know, maybe like a, a Jarvis Landry. I know he's kind of a personality as well, but some somebody in there that can make plays, like a Debo Samuel or or something like that, Emmanuel Sanders. Somebody in there, you know, Zach Pascal is a guy who will catch the ball. He's not a playmaker. T. Y. Hilton's a playmaker. You got to have another playmaker in there, in my opinion, especially with Philip Rivers. Yeah, I, yeah, I definitely agree. Considering Philip Rivers' arm is probably going down. Probably going to be doing more of the Tom Brady Dinkin back. I think having the playmakers, having the receivers that are more rack style receiving after the catches, 
definitely going to be beneficial to the group. I think. All right. I think that's going to wrap it up, Sam. Any final closing thoughts before we get out of here, wrapping up Colts free agency? Um, nope. I'm just hoping that the Colts can, can make one or two more uh, like uh, signings in free agency, and then I think we'll be pretty set for the future. All right, Sam. We'll talk to you later. Um, don't forget, uh, we'll be back tomorrow to talk about the overall free agency as a whole. Um, that'll be tomorrow when we talk about that. Uh, Tom Brady expected to sign today. We'll kind of wrap up what, what has been going on uh, in tomorrow's episode. But thanks for tuning in today. Don't forget, follow us on Twitter. Straight Up Sports Talk on Twitter. You can find us there as well. We're on Spotify and Anchor for our podcast. As well as, like, we're on, like, 20 platforms. I didn't realize this, Sam, but we're on, like, 20 platforms. I got an email. A lot of various uh, Google Podcasts, Overcast. I mean, a lot of various platforms have picked us up, so you can find us there as well. Um, still waiting on Apple Podcasts, but that should be happening hopefully in the near future. But that's going to do it uh, for us. For Sam Thillman, I'm Grant Coey. Come back tomorrow. We'll have another episode. Thanks for tuning in to Straight Up Sports Talk.